people feel as if those who are entrepreneurs don't really know what they're doing because they don't have that business experience. And actually right. some startup founders feel that way as, as well. They feel like I would know more or I would be further if I had had an MBA. And ha having done both and having an MBA, I tell them that's not true <laughs> because they don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur I in an MBA. I agree, yes. <laughs> Many say that startups equal the unpolished MBA. Anyone who has built a business from an idea can attest to the fact that the experience is another level MBA and there's nothing quite like it. Since you must be extremely resourceful and scrappy as a startup founder, quite often doing many things unconventionally, the conventional corporate MBAs considered the experience unpolished. But is it really? Honestly, having been on both sides as an engineer in corporate and then as a startup founder with an MBA, I'd have to agree with those who say that you don't need an MBA to be a startup founder. In fact, I think you learn more on how to build a company as a startup founder than you do in a structured MBA program. In fact, you certainly earn an MBA while on the job, building the company piece by piece. Build the plane on the way down, they say. Well, that's exactly what it is. But there are lessons to be shared to help both sides learn from each other. The Unpolished MBA podcast will be the sharing of candid conversation related to topics on both sides of the fence. One is not better than the other, just different. Let's jump in. Hi, I'm your host, Monique Mills, and in my work, I get to have great conversations with a lot of smart and interesting people. Today, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Fahim Musa, a serial entrepreneur in the consulting space. You see, he came from an entrepreneurial family that's been in business for generations, over 120 years. Yeah, you heard me right, 120 years. So he has a different mindset about stepping out on his own after having a short stint in corporate life. As he said, great experience, great company, but I wasn't the right fit for that type of environment. One thing we dig into as we speak is how most entrepreneurs step out on their own, but don't have any marketing and sales skills. That is a big issue. Take a listen to the rest of our conversation. All right, so let me take you through the fast questions. The fast questions here, just to give everyone some context as we start talking, is are you entrepreneur or a corporate employee? I am an entrepreneur. MBA or no MBA? MBA. Okay, how did you arrive at entrepreneurship? Tell me, tell me a little bit about that because uh, I, I watch your videos, I see your posts, and uh, you talk about a lot of things that make sense for both entrepreneurs and corporate. So tell us a little bit about that. I was born into an entrepreneurial family. I come from a family that, uh, you know, has a business, has had a business for 120 years. Um, Wait a minute. So, what kind of business is that? I'm trying to think, what have we used for 120 years? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it was a clothing business. So uh, started by my great, great grandfather or, you know, probably my great, great, great grandfather. I don't even know. Um, but uh, it's been around 120 years. It's, it's still around. Um, so, you know, 
they, my family started off as a, a wholesale merchants, textile wholesale merchants. Mm-hmm. And then every generation improved upon that. And, you know, we got into retail clothing manufacturing and so on and so forth. Um, so that's how I got into entrepreneurship. I was, I was born into it. So I've seen my grandfather and my father run, their, run, run our family business. And, mm-hmm. you know, as a child, uh, we had a retail store. And, you know, the weekends we used to go there and hang out and, you know, watch um, or, or, or what went down there. So wow. you know, that's how I fell into it. So, I mean, Fahim, you actually have a competitive advantage. This is what I talk about all the time to people who want to start businesses. Being, being born into an entrepreneurial family is such a big deal. Um, you know things that those um, of us who haven't, even with formal education, if I hadn't have done it myself, you know, creating something out of nothing, there, there are just things I just would not know that you know and seem very natural. It's kind of matter of factly. <laughs> and so um, in entrepreneurship, right? And when you did decide to venture out and create something of your own, what was that? And how easy, or it's hard either way, but how, how was the process? Just like getting it set up. Did you know how to do certain things right away? How did that go? Well, first of all, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have been born into an entrepreneurial family. And the good thing about family business is that, you know, family business owners are natural, or most of them at least, uh, natural salespeople. Yeah. They're very, um, um, yeah, they have an entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. They have, uh, they're, not, they're not risk averse. So they've got, so they've got, they've got risk in their blood. So, you know, I was fortunate enough to watch my grandfather, my uncle, my father do business and, you know, uh, pick up from there. So, yes, I've, I've been pretty lucky that way. And uh, the second part of your question, what I started, like fast forward, um, you know, many years from the, you know, from the time I, I, um, I told you about going into my, my father's retail store and hanging out there, mm-hmm. uh, 2009, you know, and you, you asked me about the my MBA as well. So um, working in my family business got me really interested and wanted to learn more about business. Mm-hmm. So I decided to get an MBA. I went to the Richard Ivy School of Business up here in Canada. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what, from there, I uh, was exposed to a lot of people, uh, different types of businesses, um, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And I got really interested in, you know, what I learned about myself was I, I got really interested. I wanted to learn about different types of businesses because at that time, I'm talking 2005, 2007, um, you know, the, we just come up, you know, the dot-com boom was just taking off at that time mm-hmm. um, and lots of new businesses, the internet uh, wave, uh, you know, was, was taking off lots of new types of business models. Uh, e-commerce, etc. So I really wanted to you know, immerse myself in different types of uh, businesses, and uh, you know. So what I did was the first my first entrepreneurial entrepreneurial venture was starting a uh, a consulting business, a management consulting business. In in two thousand nine, I did work in corporate for a bit uh, after I graduated. How I was started that? a consulting business. <laughs> well, it was uh, it was a good company to work for. It was a it was a consulting firm, great people, um, but you know, somehow or the other, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't the right fit um, mm-hmm. for that type of life because I, I come from an entrepreneurial background mm-hmm. and I, I was always used to doing things for, my, for myself, um, you know, uh, coming up with different ideas, running and managing uh, a company. 
So uh, it was it was a great experience to be uh, among you know lots of successful people in in the corporate world where I worked. Um, but uh, I did that for for some time, uh, a couple of years I think, and then I uh, I struck out on my own. I I wanted to I wanted to be on my own. I wanted to like you know I was excited about starting my own consulting company, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, just uh, um, you know meeting and helping different types of entrepreneurs in different industries. Like I'd come from a clothing clothing uh, uh, industry background, mm-hmm. so for me to go out and um, talk to and help uh, various different types of entrepreneurs, technology. On- Entrepreneurs, uh, you know, diff- other other types of family businesses, uh, you know, nonprofits. Like I ended up working with, like you know, um, you know, over a hundred, over a hundred clients in like thirty plus industries. Yes. So, um, and that was a very diverse. So I, I was, you know, my business was industry agnostic. I wasn't like you know, focused on one industry. Mm-hmm. So it was really an eclectic mix, mix of different businesses, and I just loved that. So it kept it uh, interesting, was, right? Absolutely. Yes. And they were all entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, um, so that was interesting as well. Cause I'd li- I like to sort of, uh, um, you know, be in contact with entrepreneurs because they're, uh, they're a different breed, right? Yeah. Um, think differently. They, the way they operate is different. Uh, there are lots of creativity. So, and yeah, lots of fun. Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about going back to corporate in any capacity? No. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if- uh, I do uh, in any capacity. Well, yes. I mean, uh, in, in a consulting capacity, yes. But mm-hmm. through my own business, but not as a full-time employee. No. Yeah. So, so what's, the, what's the aversion to that? Going back to corporate? Yeah. Yeah. Because I love what I do now. Yeah. There's no other reason. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing I think a lot of people don't understand, even with the ups and downs. Um, it's, it's almost like, I always say I compare it to being on a roller coaster. Like, you know, I'm like, some people actually enjoy riding roller coasters. (laughs) They like the the drop of their stomach when it goes down and the excitement of going up and, um, it, nothing can beat or compare to the experience. Um, and also being in control of you know how you work who you work with and it, um, the yes the projects you get to choose right yes. so yeah. um in the work that you do now right how do you how what is it and how do you help entrepreneurs and what kind i know you said before you're um you were industry agnostic is that still the case so um i i ran my consulting business for about 10 years mm-hmm. okay it was a management consulting business and you know a, a large part of my work uh, was directed towards um, academia. Um, mm-hmm. I worked with uh, research commercialization departments within universities, and then who in turn were helping, um, you know, researchers and inventors within the universities to uh, um, commercialize their inventions and businesses. So um, I used to work with a lot of those folks. That was my primary market. And then in the summer. Um, because I didn't, because universities were closed, I didn't have any business. That's when I went after a, a, you know, a different market, small and mid-sized businesses to help. So um, I did that for about ten years, and then I realized that uh, you know the biggest challenge I had, at least in the early days, was marketing and selling. Yeah. Um, typically, any entrepreneur 
when they start a business, they have a technical background that they are an expert at something or they have an idea. Um, and, uh, most of them, they lack marketing and sales skills. And so yeah. too in, in consulting, consultants would start businesses like I did. I started, uh, my, my business was focused on strategic planning and business planning. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very good at that. Um, but uh, I had no direct experience with selling and marketing professional services. It's a whole different ball game. That's right. So it was, it was challenging first uh, at first. And then, you know, I had to invest in myself. I had to read a lot. I had to hire coaches uh, and sort of, you know, attend lots of seminars and, you know, I put in a lot of effort to, to really understand how to grow a professional services company. Um, and then I realized like, you know, running this company for so long, um, a lot of people have this challenge. So over the last couple of years, what I've been doing is I've been helping uh, management consultants and consulting business owners, um, mm-hmm. you know, either independent consultants or owners of boutique consulting firms um, targeting uh, businesses, uh, the B2B segment. Uh, I've been helping them um, land clients and grow their businesses. Yeah. And yes, to, uh, to answer your question on industry agnostic, yes, I take on you know, uh, any type of uh, business consultant or management consultant, like the, whether they're strategy consultants, operations, project management, HR, uh, et cetera. Right. The, the, one of the key things that you and I, I mean, it sounds like you've said this a lot of times as well. And I know I say it at least weekly, how once you have a product, everything else is sales and marketing. <laughs> and that's where everyone falls short. Like they think, oh, you know, um, I can do this and I can do that for clients. But then the question is, how do clients, potential clients know you exist and yes. how are you going to close the deal? Um, so you mentioned having a technical background, right? And uh, I know uh, my background is engineering. And so I know that most um, technical people don't know how to sell. That's not something you learn in school or learn in, in any capacity. You mentioned, hey, I paid for coaches. I did training. I read, you know, those kind of things. Have you found that people prefer the shortcut of just like work with you? Um, that's how they find you. Cause they don't want to do all of that work. You know, you provide a shortcut for them. So the way I work is that I don't do the work for them. My mm-hmm. core philosophy is that, um, business owners, founders of businesses must learn marketing and sales. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. It's yes, fundamental. It's, Absolutely. It's so fundamental to business, right? I mean, uh, you don't have to do all the other stuff like the operations or head finance or any, anything. You don't have to learn like, you know, corporate finance concepts, but you definitely have to learn marketing and sales concepts because that's, the, that's, yeah. it's so fundamental to business, mm-hmm. right? So what I do is I don't uh, do the work for them. I'm not an agency, mm-hmm. but I teach them how to do it and I hold them accountable. I'm more like a mentor to them. And I have a process that I take them through um, and uh, I have them learn marketing and sales specific to growing a professional services firm, you know, especially using uh, new media and all the new techniques that are out there mm-hmm. to, um, uh, to, to, to acquire clients um, and grow your business. I think it's, you know, it's not, it's not a set it and forget it type of thing. Mm-hmm. You can hire somebody to do it. Yes. But then things keep changing. Economy changes, markets, yeah. markets change, industries change. So um, founders need to know what the process is. And whether you're, if you, even if you're a technical founder, you say you mentioned that technical people don't like to sell. Yes, but then 
um, when I teach when I teach sales and marketing as a process, they get it. When they mm -hmm. don't like to sell, the fact is that most people don't like to put themselves in front of people and uh, have and, and try and convince them or try and like you know make them do something against their will. That's right. the itchy part, <laughs> right? That's the, but then yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, That's right. People think that you know uh, uh, salespeople, marketing people, uh, they uh, they they're pushy and you got to be pushy, but you don't. At the end of the day, marketing and sales are both processes. They're, they're process functions. Um, and when you teach it as a process, um, people get it. And especially consultants. Consultants are very process-oriented. So um, uh, when you teach it as a process and also um, make them realize that, uh, you know, it's not about being pushy. It's about being authentic. And it's about uh, solving a problem. That's all it is. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah. Wow, you hit that right on the head. So, uh, the the in, have you ever come across um, a client who refused? They get the process, um, but they refuse to like actually do it because they, they 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 can't get over the fear of basically rejection because that's 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 what it is. They're afraid of being rejected. They don't like how that feels. Have you had any clients who you maybe had to fire because they didn't want to? do the work? No, I didn't have to. I mean, yes, in, in the sense that I've come across people like that because I've worked with several, several clients and there are uh, people who, um, uh, people like that, like, the, like how you described. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to fire any clients because the way I work is that I work with them until they get results. That's the, that's the model, that, model that I have. And uh, yes, there are people that still don't like to put themselves out there and you know, um, uh, find it hard to do to do the work. People are different. Yeah. Different types of people. They they process things differently, and they um, they execute things differently. Some people will execute really fast. Some people would like to you know have things sort of uh, simmer in their head uh, and uh, and execute slower. But still, they're all, they're also pretty effective. And there are others who would just simply wait for perfection and never get anything done um, so depending on the type of client um, I have um, I, I need to change I, you know what I what I've found is changing the way I, I mentor change the way I teach is uh, is imperative so that you know the right person gets the right sort of uh, uh, direction and um, some kind of uh, you know progresses and meets their meets the objectives and, and gets results mm -hmm. so yes uh, to answer your question yes there are people who um, who, who still find it, find it hard, but that's, that's what my job is, right? My job is to make sure that they get all the, the knowledge and the support and the accountability in order for them to get, get results. That's awesome. I love how you said that, um, you continue to work with them until they get the result. So that's commitment. Um, and it also shows that you enjoy what you're doing. You don't get frustrated yes, with the process. Mm -hmm. Right. And also, you know, it gives me a filter as to who I, take on to work. Like, so I'm very choosy about the people that I work with and I'm very uh, clear that, you know, unless you're committed to um, doing the work, then, you know, what I'm going to teach you is, uh, is not going to, it, it won't make any sense for you. I mean, you'll be wasting your money. If you're committed to doing the work, I'll give you the, the framework and, and the plan to get, get results. Um, so that, that's how this program, this, you know, my work, um, um, I succeeded my work. It's uh, yeah, I, I, I only work with a certain kind of uh, individual or consultant who has the commitment and the time set aside to take direction, to try new things, 
to try different technology, uh, to try different processes, uh, et cetera, and, um, and, and, and follow instructions and, get, and then get results. Okay, that's it. Fahim talked about a lot of things in this episode, like how he's very choosy when selecting entrepreneurs to work with in his consulting practice because he's committed and he wants committed clients so that they can achieve the results they want and the whole reason why they hired him. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs are looking for a magic bullet, but honestly, there isn't any. As you've heard Fahim say, even after coming from a long line of entrepreneurship in his family, he still had things to learn. So he read, hired coaches, took trainings, and just about anything necessary to become successful. That's the part that people don't see from the outside looking in whenever they see a successful entrepreneur. There's always more to learn, know, and do. It's a journey. If you have questions, go ahead and send us a message using the link in the show notes. Your questions may be incorporated into a future episode, and if it is, we'll notify you. The Unpolished MBA conversation continues, and you can be a part of it by going to unpolishedmba.com. Thank you for listening.